The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast, a podcast where we invite you to be a part of their world. Last week, we talked all about organized play, new cards, and Gamma. And this week, we are at Gamma, and so we are recording not on our normal equipment, so if it doesn't sound as good, please bear with us. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to another week. Uh, this week we're at Gamma. I'm joined by James and Liam, and today we're going to share with you our experience that we've had here at Gamma and Robinsburger. So, where should we start, James? Day Man, one? I don't know. Uh, day one of Gamma Expo, and I guess we'll just go through all of our experiences and things that we found out, things we saw and just our feelings about everything and mainly uh, i think how tired are we yes we're very tired so first let's start when did you get here and how'd you get here i drove from anaheim to reno on sunday well it ended up being most of sunday (laughs) i got here on sunday evening and uh got to the hotel basically crashed and then uh started my day early on uh on Monday morning, uh, registering, you know, getting our badge for Gamma. Yeah. Oh, and today, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I did mention that we're tired. We are joined by our very special guest, Liam of the Illumiteers. So, Liam, when did you come in, and how did you get here? I, I flew uh, late night after several delays, landed at about, uh, I think, midnight 30 um, the night before the expo started. So. Uh, late night, but uh, excited I made it. You told me that you had to sprint to catch your your uh, connecting flight. I did. I did. Um, our plane came in late, um, and uh, it was about 15 minutes to make my connection in a whole other gate. So, so that crazy. Was a home alone moment, but um, thank goodness. Thank goodness I made the flight. And then I came out uh, Monday morning. I flew. I had a really easy trip here. And I was so nervous because I thought I was going to miss the stuff at the beginning but guys tell me about the beginning of gamma 
The beginning of Gamma was way too early, as we mentioned, <laughs> uh, but we registered, got our badges. We uh, sat in on the uh, media panel that they that basically they said, you know, the media should come in here and uh, get kind of like a, a intro to Gamma Expo. Um, and kind of basically to let us know what was expected of us, what kind of things we could do, and just tips and tricks and things like that. And I think that uh, it was kind of a nice, a nice primer, you know, getting us into the mood. Um, but it obviously wasn't what we were here for, which is mainly Lorcana. And I would say that, you know, it was basically from that point on, it was just an escalating amount of excitedness and things going on as we went through the day. Um, what, what did we do after, after the, uh, the press stuff? Do you remember, Liam? I'll, I'll be honest, uh, the last few days have been just a blur. Um, <laughs> well, I remember, and I'm going to respectfully disagree with James because we went to this wonderful person, great female presentation, but as a presentation on crafting a better story, but it was very boring. And so for me, the day started off high and then it went low, low, low until we hit game night. Okay. Which, now remember, we got here most, uh, Liam and I got here like at 8.30 in the morning-ish, and uh, Jared, you got here around About 9.30. 9.30, and then um, we didn't get to game night. Well, there was something else besides game night that was really exciting and I thought was fun, but game night wasn't until 9 p.m. at night. So we basically spent 12 hours waiting for what we came here for. Uh, but the other thing we did was we uh, went up to the media room, we booked the media room, and we got to play a couple of games on live stream. That's right. Did I mention that I'm tired? <laughs> I don't this is going to be the recurring theme of this podcast is – one of us is going or two of us will forget something and one of us will hopefully remember everything. So we'll piece together everything that happened eventually. Who had the idea for the live stream? Oh, is it me? Remember. I Maybe. don't remember. I'm going to take credit for it. But here they had a room that you could reserve up on the 17th floor. Way, way, way as about as far away as you could get. It was a hike, but the room was beautiful. And we set up and we had a three person tournament and uh, Liam, can you give us a recap? I don't want to give the recap. <laughs> I know, he's um, got to have to admit no, <laughs> You know, for, for all of us, I think it was our first time playing multiplayer Lorcana. Yep. And um, the multiplayer, for those who haven't played it, is a very different game. And it's challenging in the best of times. When you're running on three hours sleep, it is, it is difficult. Um, I played everything by the book. Um, <laughs> did nothing wrong. Um, but if I could offer one thought on it, um, this game to me, what made it special, um, was again, to risk sounding cheesy, um, was bringing the Lorcana community here to Gamma Expo because this was the first time where everybody kind of joined us, tuned in live. We were communicating with all the other Lorcana fans and content creators. And um, it was the first time I felt like you all listening, you know, or watching that were here with us. Um, and I think we kind of took that mentality from that point forward uh, the rest of the time here um, and tried to, you know, bring everybody else in as well throughout the other events. Half the fun of the live stream was reading people's comments. Yes. <laughs> 
So we played two games, and then that was in between get it, grabbing some dinner and uh, game night. And then game night. And game night was, I mean, spectacular, chaotic, amazing, crazy. I mean, it was all of those things. Um, so we got there early. Uh, we were watching some people set up. And then uh, Ravensburger team showed up, uh, part of the team, because they have some other games that they're promoting here, uh, like That's Not a Hat. Um, and we, there was a few people that started sitting down at their tables, and they, the, uh, the team was like, well, let's start showing them these other games until Lorcana shows up. And um, we actually had sat down uh, like a little bit before nine, me and uh, Jared, sat down to play that's not a hat and we played the game in like 15 seconds after the game ended mm -hmm. uh, was when the rest of the Lorcana team showed up ryan miller shows up and he comes over and he's like okay the eight of you that are sitting here waiting for Lorcana, uh were moving over to these other tables they were doubled their ta tables so there's 16 seats right and they're like you got you eight are gonna get to play first, so come on over. And there were so many people; it took us forever to go like thirty feet. And did we get our seats, James? No, I grabbed a seat, managed to grab like one of the last like two or three seats, and then uh, hold on, let me tell this part. Okay, because I was behind James, and I saw that all the seats were filling up, so I didn't think I was gonna be able to play right away. And then James motions at the seat. He tells me to sit. I was like, no, you sit. He's like, I insist. He kept pointing at it. So I was very grateful that uh, James was kind enough to let me sit and play some Lorcana. And it was just so exciting to actually hold those cards in my hands for the first time. To, uh, to have an opponent across from me who, who also had real cards and to play a game of Lorcana. And even though they didn't know how to play the game, it was simple enough to understand that they were able to get it, you know, right away. So that was my experience during the, oh, and when we first, when they were first bringing the decks out, Steve was bringing them out and some of the cards like slipped. And I grabbed them to help uh, gather them up together. And I look at them just to see if there's any spoilers. And sure enough, I see Maximus. So I take out my phone, take a picture, and then there's Ariel. I'm showing James and Liam, and uh, then Steve uh, took the deck away from me. So we didn't get all the spoilers <laughs> there, but that's that's where they started. Yes, and so what they did, because it was such a madhouse, there was basically the 16 people sitting down, and then there was probably a ring of people around those two tables that was at least two or three deep to start. Oh yeah. And so one of the uh, Ravensburger's employees had the genius idea of grabbing a puzzle that they had brought up. Uh, and so this is what was funny is the tables that they took over were their tables that they had just thrown some puzzles on for people to do if they felt like it for fun. So they grabbed like this hundred piece Mickey puzzle and he started writing numbers on the puzzle pieces and handing them to people and saying, come back when we call your number so that they didn't have that crush of people right around the, the tables. There was still a crush of people. There was still people. Yeah. Cause people were watching and waiting, you know, I mean, they're going to hang around until their number was called. So we got, uh, Liam and I got grabbed numbers. Uh, I think we were like five or six, five and six. I think so. And so we're just kind of hanging out, waiting for our turn. Uh, believe it or not, uh, Jared won his game 
uh, he won it quickly enough to be the first person to finish a game. Whoop, whoop. I'm going to hold on to that forever. Ever. So he's basically the first person to ever win a game of Lorcana in a public the first, setting. I'm the first Lorcana With real winner. cards. Yeah, yep. I'm going to hold on to that. First unofficial winner of Lorcana. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, we, what we noticed is that there were so many people, and there were people coming up, and they were already like, the numbers were getting high. And you, Liam, first, you noticed that a retailer came up and was asking questions. And so the thing is, this convention is the Gamma Expo. It's run by this organization, Gamma, and it is for retailers. It is for them to see products, to get information. And so Liam rightly decided that his number five number for a retailer was more important to get that in and get that game in than for him because he's already played the game. He knows the game. And so he's, there was a retailer for some reason, he overheard something or something or answered a question and he just handed over, I think you exchanged, right? We exchanged. No, he exchanged nice. his, uh, his, car, his number, I don't remember what number you got, but it was not. 17. 17? Not too bad. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, that was, that was selfless. I mean, and then- Lots like, of selflessness. Right behind him, I think someone else, like a, just a minute or two later, another retailer, I think his friend had gotten one and he didn't. And his friend was sitting down and, and I'm like, you want to you want to play with him? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, all right, here's my numbers. They were calling the number. Just sit down. And I had to go get another number. I ended up 38, uh, which is fine again, because we've played. We didn't need to be there right away. Now, I didn't give up my seat. Well, you were given your seat. <laughs> so there's a difference. Um, so. We, we eventually got to play. But while we were doing that, we were getting pictures. Liam live streamed. Uh, I th were you live streaming at that point? Were you not yet? Not, not yet. yet. Uh, in a little bit later. I would okay. Say. So basically, it was just a, f a fun time of seeing people play, capturing. We were like grabbing all of the photos we could of the uh, the new cards. There was was there six new cards? Six. Yes. So we we shared them and we each got to post a couple of them, and uh, that was fun. And you know. Seeing all of you on Twitter and Discord and whatnot, just like going crazy about all the cards, was really cool to see. Um, and then you know we got to play. Liam and I both played at some point. Uh, Liam, you live streamed. What's what? How long you live streamed for? A while, right? Oof, uh, an hour, hour and twenty minutes. Maybe. Yeah. So what was that like? Just being able to to see people commenting on stuff and answering questions and whatnot. It was it was it was very neat, you know, bringing in members of the community and getting to watch this because there's so many stories happening in that moment. Watching retailers play the game for the first time, watching people see the art for the first time, seeing Ryan and Steve in their element for the first time in their lives, sharing a project they've been working on for two years with the public and the joy in their face every time they got to show their 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 child almost to to somebody new um there was so much going on and that was special to share with people and it was so loud in there steve and ryan were yelling at the top of their lungs so i'm surprised they still have a voice today so it was pretty funny when i sat down i was playing against someone who had no clue about the game had never read anything about the rules or anything and and steve was like you want to handle it and i'm like yeah okay i'll try so I started and I was like trying to tell the guy about the game and the on being me. So I'm like talking and talking and explaining and like, oh, look at this detail. Like, and then like 
a couple of minutes later, Steve just leans over and he's like, you're taking too long. You're too intense. Just play the game. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I got chastised by Steve. I wonder if that's on the live stream. That was, so. I will say one of the things I appreciated about, because the that game night was the first time we had a chance to meet Stephen Ryan. Well, Liam's met Stephen Ryan before, but... Um, it was our first time to meet them here at Gamma. And every time we've interacted with them, they've always expressed their appreciation for us and for our community. And I don't know, did you notice that too, Liam? I did, I did. Yeah, so it was really cool. Um, and that crush that James was talking about lasted all night from nine to midnight. It was pretty wild. And then... Uh, I was lucky enough to get to play two games that night. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a guy who pulled up a seat. Nobody pulled up a seat again, you know, to play with him. It had been like 10 seconds. So I don't know if you inspired me, James, or if I just took the seat. But I slid in there, and uh, uh, Steve was busy coaching other people. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll teach you how to play. And I know Liam did live stream this one. So a lot of you have seen it. But uh, that was a pretty cool experience playing two games um, with new people. And everybody I played against was really excited about the game. But the coolest part, I think, happened after everything concluded. And what do you guys think about that? I, I think, yes. You may have understated by saying it's the coolest part. It is. It was extremely cool. Uh, so... Everything's winding down. The last game is being played because as they as they got near closer to midnight, they when if someone finished, they wouldn't start another game. They would pick, they would pick up the decks. Yeah, they'd pick them up and put them away until there was one game going, and when it was done, uh, there was like a, a five minutes left before they closed the bar. So um, they ran over and got a couple of drinks, came back, and Steve was like, "Hey, you guys want to play another game?" And we're like, uh, yeah, of course. And uh, he's like, well, let me go check. He went and checked and see if we could keep a stay in the room while they were doing whatever, like if it was going to stay open. They're like, no, we're going to clean up and do stuff, so you got to get out. So we just walked down into the hotel, uh, walked through some hallways all the way around to the other side, finally found a couple of small tables, sat down, and played a multiplayer game with Liam, myself, Jared, and Steve Warner, a co-lead designer of this game. How did that feel, Liam? Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, it was, it was incredible. It was, it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, you know, I, I say, uh, and it was so gracious of Steve to offer to do it, but, you know, I, I kept thinking during the game back to, you know, the 90s, I imagined somewhere at some point Richard Garfield sitting down and playing a game with, you know, some friends or some acquaintances and, and, and those people being able to look back at that moment years later and say, you know, I, I, I played with the designer of this game in its infancy. And for those who don't know who Richard Garfield is, who is that? Oh, Richard Garfield is, is the creator of Magic Gathering, the, the father of all TCGs. But it was such a surreal experience to find this table. It was midnight, you guys. We were all tired and we all wanted to go to bed. But if one of the co-creators of Lorcana asks you to play a game, you play a game. And so to sit here at this table, the four of us, and 
uh, to play a multiplayer game. And I mean, Steve wiped the board with us. Like there was never any question that he's going to win, but it was just really cool to, uh, uh, we were talking about this. He's played this game so many times that he has it down to like a science, like, oh, you know, this is their boards. This is, you know, my opponent's board state. This is how I, you know, clear the board state. And just how surgical and precise that he was. And those are terms that Ryan used to describe him. They are true. And what people say about Steve being a tough opponent, uh, it's it's true. So if you ever get a chance to play Steve, be prepared. Um, but it was cool to commemorate it. Can, can I offer one more thought, if you don't, if you don't mind on it? Because Steve, um, we were all very tired. We were all laboring over our choices, and we all knew um, that we were going to lose. But Steve was so patient, and he sat and he watched as we worked through each turn. And you could see kind of the smile on his face um, as he watched us, you know, uh, labor over what to do each turn with his creation. Like, he loved being there as long as it took, as late as it was, watching us try to struggle with this board state. Um and then he crushed us. But <laughs> I wasn't going to mention how, how much he crushed us. But let me just say, at the end of the game, I was just like, I quested for like one or two more <laughs> on like two straight turns at the end just because I wanted to get some points, just a few more points than I had. I mean, let's, let's put it plainly. I, I had mid single digits. <laughs> <laughs> so before we move on to the, today... Uh, there were also six cards that were revealed. Do we talk about those, or you know have what? people talked about them enough? I think they're all over the place. People are talking about them. Uh, I think that, uh, as someone listening to this, I think that our experiences and like learning what goes on at things like this is probably the the main thing that people want to hear about. But I will say this: what I thought was cool, and we didn't discuss this, but as the cards were being revealed, we're just like. We split it evenly among us. Like there were six cards, and each of us shared two on Twitter. And for me, that uh, that's like indicative of what our community is all about. Like we build each other up. All tides lift all boats, whatever that saying is. Um, and like there was no like competitiveness among us. Like I wasn't bitter that you guys each released too. In fact, if you'll notice, some of the photos all look roughly the same because one of us took the photo and then gave it to the others. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, because that's, I mean, it's just what we do. Uh, it's just, it's just the, the feeling that permeates the way the community has grown. And it's not something that we had to think about. It wasn't really. even a debate. No, it was just like, let's do this because it's the way it's done. And uh, that's something that's really cool, too. Yeah. So finish the game, go back to our hotels, get three minutes of sleep again. Although I, I honestly I did get six hours, but uh, me and Liam both commiserated the next morning that basically we felt like we had uh, gone on a bender or something the night before. We felt like we were had hung hangovers and. And for the record, I only got two hours of sleep. Yeah, so, so. he didn't get sleep. We felt like we didn't get sleep, even though I, I know I got like maybe five or six hours. So I was doing, I was doing, I was supposedly was doing good. Um, but then we started today. We didn't get there until uh, 11. 11-ish. And this was the presentation that was going to happen. Ryan was going to give a presentation on Morcana. And we had already found out that it was mainly going to be, again, because this is a retailer industry event, it was going to be for retailers. And uh, he said that there probably wasn't going to be a whole lot of like special info, but yeah. we wanted to go anyway. So we went into this, in fact, right across from where we're recording this right now in a ballroom. 
that was just divided so you'll you, if you want to go look you can find photos but it basically was about a what 40 seat room 30 or 40 seat tiny. room it was yeah. tiny and people were sitting on the floor in the back where there was room sitting on the floor in the front where there was room <laughs> sitting in the aisles where there yep. was room and right before it was supposed to start ryan had even gone up to the front and was like yeah. kind of getting prepared right yeah they were starting it up and i just want to say i really like liam's perspective on this like this was a really meaningful thing for him. So I want to hear your perspective on this, Liam. The whole through the what happened the whole story. when? Yeah, what happened when? I mean, it's it's it is hard for us to convey what really happened. I mean, the, the people arrived at eight o'clock in the morning and sat through two sessions just so they could have a seat in this room at eleven o'clock. That was the demand. Um, and at that point, you know, we managed to, to barely squeeze in, um, but people were in the hallways down the hall trying to listen. People were getting ready to record on their phones so people could attend. And obviously the, the convention realized this was going to be an issue. And so um, the call was made to move the session to the Capri Ballroom, um, which is the biggest ballroom, I think, that they have available at this uh, convention uh, that's not the expo floor. And so it was like, uh, I think one of you described it as a herd of cattle, um, but people, you know, the room emptied out, the word spread that this session was moving, and everybody moved uh, together up to Capri. Um, and, you know, I think all of us, including, you know, Ryan shared with us later, um, thought that they would get to this giant ballroom and they'd fill about half of it um, and they'd do their presentation. But lo and behold, we get up there and it is standing room only again. Uh, somehow word had spread that Lorcana is going to be up here and um, this place is massive and standing room only retailers uh, and, and people waiting to hear this presentation. Um, they give the pitch. It's very good. Uh, and I, if, you, if you're into Lorcana, I, I encourage you to go find um, the recording. We have some um, and it was streamed, um, but it was very good. And there was this there were some very palpable emotional moments uh, for me and I think for others in the room, um, you know, we forget, you know, for us, we're fans and, and this game uh, is important to us because we want to play it. You know, we want to have fun with our family, friends. We want to collect it for the retailers and the people here. This is their livelihoods. This is how they make a living. This is how they squeak by. This is how they keep their game store community centers open is by selling these products. And so for them, they're hearing about this game that means something really significant to them. And there was one particular moment in the speech where Ryan uh, was describing their support for the game stores, how much they support in-store play. And then he said that they're committing to provide game stores advanced copies of the game two weeks in advance of big retailers for at least the first six sets, which is new. It's something we hadn't heard before, which is a year and a half. And there was applause. There was a few people stood, but there was thunderous applause in this room. Um, as all of these retailers realized how much that this company, this game that they're so excited to get, was going to support them. And from that moment on, every question that we heard was not, um, even the negativity was not negativity about the game or the product itself. It was negativity because people were scared they couldn't get enough of this thing. Everybody wanted it. Um, and it was it was pretty incredible. Um, I don't know if I did the moment justice, guys. but You did. You did great. Um, so we did the presentation. Uh, and again, uh, if there is not video of that up at this point or soon uh, i'm sure there will be 
uh, unless they yell at us to take it down. But we're gonna, someone's gonna put it up. Mm. Uh, either Liam or or me or some random person who recorded the whole thing. We'll, you'll be able to listen to it if you want. And again, there wasn't a lot of new news. I think the other big news that we got was the confirmation that you will be able to pull any rarity out of the rarity slot. Both rarity slots will be rare, super rare, or legendary. And the foil slot will be any rarity as well from common through legendary. So you have the rare chance in a booster pack to pull three legendaries. Well, and the other piece, two things that I want to add, the other piece of information we got is they're also trying to protect the retailers by having like a Ziploc tie or a zip tie around the boxes so that people can't open them, unpack the good packs and then seal it back up. So that's awesome. But the second thing I wanted to comment on was I was able to live stream it in the discord and Liam spoke to this earlier about bringing the community in. Um, he had his live stream the night before we did our, uh, multiplayer live stream. And then there was this, and it was just like, I wish all of you could have been here. I really do because this has been a truly amazing experience, but I am also so grateful that so many of you were able to watch this live stream and that you were commenting on it as well. And I apologize that my hands were shaky. I didn't have a tripod so that the camera and the shakiness, I do apologize. And somebody said I had beautiful fingers. I apologize that my fingers kept getting in front of the cameras. Um, but uh, it was just really neat to share that experience with all of you in that little way. So that was the end of the presentation. Mm -hmm. And then we ate lunch and then it was exhibition hall time. Yes. And that was an experience and seeing the boxed, product even though there was no product in it seeing the boxes of product and some of the actual like accessory product it was really cool that was i mean it's just like everything we say is like that was really cool it's like this whole thing has been really cool um well yeah the, the, the thing that i was most excited for is we'd heard people talking about they might show off promos the foil foil versions of cards and so I hate to say it, the expo hall opened and we immediately booked it for Lorcana. And they weren't even set up. They weren't even set up. Like they shoot us away so they could finish setting up. Well, you didn't say why they weren't set up. Well, okay. They're glass cases. Yeah. They're all their display. They're yeah. So they were transporting all their stuff and the glass cases broke. So we were talking to Ryan. We're like, hey, we heard rumor that there might be these foils. And he's like, oh, and he pulls this uh, box out of his pocket. He's like, you mean these? <laughs> it's just this white box. And he pulls out a second one. It's another white box. And we're like, uh, can we see those? And, and he was acting a little cloak and dagger about it. He's yeah, like, you he know, these things and hiding them and like looking around. And he's like, and then I can't like, trust you. And then he and then he he pulls out those cards. And uh, if you saw it, uh, did you post the video, Liam? Did you uh, post a video? Of I him? did. I think you did too. Yeah, we both posted it. So you look them up somewhere. If you want to look at those cards, uh, as Ryan went through them, you can see the video. And the videos don't do it justice. They though. do not. These are beautiful cards. Yes. Yes, they are. Everybody, you know, there's so many different foiling techniques and I, I have seen some comments online. People say, you know, they like this foil or that foil better. Here's what I'll say about these. You know, the etched foiling or the cold foiling, 
what they allow the company to do is use the foiling to augment the art. And the art in this game is so good and it's so incredible. You can see that somebody sat down and very carefully chose where to use the foiling and where not to, to bring the best out of each piece. And so I wouldn't be surprised if when they were designing these cards, they were already thinking about which parts they were going to foil and which they weren't and working with the artist to design the art accordingly. So the pictures don't do it justice because the spot foiling just makes the piece come alive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just talking to them. We got chances to, throughout the, the afternoon of the exhibit hall. We got to have short conversations with them. Uh, about a variety of things. And there was multiple people there at the booth. There was someone from marketing, someone from production, someone from sales. And just being able to talk to them and listen to them talk about the game and about the things that they do to get the game made and their job. And, and uh, we, we kind of went over this a little bit. We did a little short thing with uh, the Laconicast. Uh, that you can listen to, or I think it's already out by now, by the time this gets released. And I'm going to say the same thing, it, roughly. Uh, their job is to produce this, and it's a job, but listening to them talk about the processes they go through and the things they do to get this product into your hands is incredible to listen to them because you can tell they love their job and how much passion they're putting it. And you've obviously, if you're listening to this at some point, you've obviously probably heard Ryan or Steve talking about it. And Ryan is really great about getting across just how passionate he is about games and about this and about how much he loves these things. But what you haven't been able to hear because there's, he's, he's been the face and the voice is all the other people on the team that we've talked to have that same passion and that same love for producing this from the guy who is in production, who has to look at and, and test and, and feel every single thing that gets produced to make sure it's up to their standards. And he does it with joy. And, uh, when I talked to him, he, he was just so happy to say that that's what he got to do. And just all of this stuff is just incredible. So when you're buying this, you are not just buying, you know, your favorite Disney character or some cool art. And we don't even get to all that other stuff that's involved, but just the people making it on that side uh, are just, you're buying a, a, a project that they care so much about. It is not just about throwing down some stuff to get your money for these people. The passion and the care is definitely obvious um, when you talk to anybody who works on the game. Uh, I want to say this too, because I have so many people that reached out to me to ask questions of Steve and Ryan. And I want you to know that 99% of them, they're like, can't answer that. I can't speak of that, that you'll find out in summer, but I want you to know that I did ask these questions. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the, that was the exhibit hall. We hung around and we just listened to them talk to different vendors. Um, and then we explored the vendor hall. Uh, Liam was really excited because he got to meet the creator of flesh and blood surprise. And you got a card signed by him. I did. I love it. So that was really neat because he wasn't uh, like announced to be a guest here. So, um, 
And now we are in the middle of another game night. But Which we left uh, we left game night to record this. What, what are, are we crazy? We're crazy, but also I think you know we had the opportunity to play it. They only have four games going at a time now, and I think at least this is my perspective. I want as many people to enjoy this uh, that hasn't been able to play it as can. I totally butchered that sentence, but. I, I want to give other people that opportunity. Now, when we leave here, I'm probably going to go back upstairs and draw a number from the puzzle. And we're also probably going to wait around till midnight. <laughs> and see if Steve invites us out for another day. <laughs> Maybe Ryan this time. <laughs> but we wanted to take this moment because each of us leave at different points tomorrow. And we wanted to share our thoughts. So... I thought maybe, like, in conclusion, we can just share, like, put a bow on our experience here. And, Liam, why don't, you, why don't we start with you? Oh, dear. I, you know, there's two things that stand out to me. And, and you know, you'll hear me say these in other forums. But um, the first one is to echo my uh, my sentiments from earlier. There, right now at this convention, it feels like for the retailers, there's um, there's Locana, And then there's there's kind of everything else. Um, the the moment where all these retailers realize what this game is, uh, the support that they're going to get from the company, and um, got to meet the team behind it, it was just incredible. And I think um, anybody who who was 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 not tracking this game or was pessimistic coming in here um, is leaving very optimistic about the popularity of the game. And the other one, you know, Jared already mentioned this, but it. it it meant a lot to me here was the sense of community among the Lorcana fans. There are some that we met here uh, who follow, you know, citizens uh, on, on Twitter. Um, and they were so excited to meet these guys. Um, and, uh, and then also streaming and having you all as part of this, uh, part of the conversation on Twitter, uh, following, you know, the streams that we've been putting up. Um, it really brought a sense of community. The, the community is real, it's growing, um, and it's just gonna get bigger by the time the game comes around. So um, for me, and, and I know for you too, we appreciate all of you. And um, it, you all helped make this a special event for us uh, as well. I think the bow that I want to put on this experience is we have been waiting, a lot of us, for seven and a half months to try this game out. A lot of us have created content about a game we knew nothing about. We put our hopes and our trust that, that uh, this game was going to be actually good. But we didn't know, like, what if it came out and it flopped? That'd be a huge waste of time, except for the friends that we made along the way. But I'm happy to report that that's not the case. This game is a lot of fun, and seeing people who never played it before enjoy the game was hugely validating, and it confirms to me that this game is going to be something special. Uh, first, I want to mention that uh, I think... Uh... He won't mention it, but Liam is a star as well. Oh, yeah. He got recognized way more than us. Yes. It's only because I'm on camera. Still, but the, the content that Liam creates is is stellar because he's he's doing something really cool. And it's an aspect of Lorcana that the Lorcana team wanted to make one of the primary things about this game, and that is the art. And Liam's focus on that is so key in making sure people understand that that is one of the key factors. Uh, so thank you, Liam, for the content you do. And Aaron. And Aaron, yes, and Aaron. Uh, so the Illumiteers are 
are going to basically there you need to follow them because if you are at all interested in some of the aspects of way the way that this game is created and the people behind it that is a way you're going to find out about that and for me personally behind the scenes stuff is always fascinating to me and seeing the stories i mean DVDs that come with special features and commentaries are things I love. Watching documentaries about the, my favorite things and how they get produced is is something that is really great. And so seeing it in process with uh, with creators like Liam and Aaron doing that is something that you can watch while it's going, not just 10 years later when someone tries to piece it together. So that's something that's really cool. And uh, so my bow is... Um, this game is going to be fun. Uh, make sure that we continue to just go forward in, in being as a community and being positive about this. And I don't know, just the things that have been happening so far that you see. If So when, when Jared started, the, started this uh, and when I joined, our goal was as people who haven't really played TCGs, either at all or in a long time or for very little time was to help bring people along with this journey of us learning about everything. And I think that we hopefully are doing that, but also we're learning so much and we're experiencing so much. And I really hope that as we do this, you get to experience this along the way with us, but also that you get to experience yourself. So if you're interested in this game, go find a local store so you can be a part of that community. Join something online if you can't do that or if it to augment that to to be a part of the community online that is growing and flourishing. And just, you know, this is going to be so much fun and I just can't wait to see where it goes. Wise words from both of you. So let's wrap this up. Uh, Liam, where can people find you and Aaron online? Oh, thank you. Uh, we are we are the Illumiteers. We're at um, at Illumiteers on Twitter, or our primary uh, you know channel is YouTube. Um, we're at Illumiteers there as well. And if you liked what you heard here, you can subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at Citizens of Lorcana and James. Finish us off. Uh, you can find me everywhere on social media at the Dan Regal. That's Twitch. Just Dan, just search Dan Regal in social medias. You'll probably find me. Uh, and uh, I don't know. Thank you all uh, for listening and following along. We really appreciate it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.